everybody, and welcome to the 42nd episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yes, and it's our 42nd episode, like we said before, and we have it's a, a fairly special episode this week. Yeah, it Why is. is it a special episode, Anna-Marie? We have another guest. And who is this guest? This guest is Norm, Norm LePage from hey. Board Conjecture. Welcome, Welcome to the show, Norm. Yay, I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. We, um, I attribute, uh, us actually getting off our butts and starting our podcast mm-hmm. to you um because you got us into uh got us started with the podcasting um you know recording doing it, with yeah. the what you've been playing wednesday's podcast which yep. we absolutely love doing so thank you and oh, you're, you're welcome <laughs> well thank you for participating in my manic behavior so well there you go <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah we're like 80 something episodes into that thing it's ridiculous yeah. it's crazy oh, yeah. but yeah thanks norm for uh, for kickstarting our journey into <laughs> podcast pleasure and pleasure. uh yeah we're super happy to have you here and we're just going to do the whole show with you included and we're just going to do the same thing we kind of always do and you're just going to tag along and and, and do the I'll hang out thing. yeah do you want to let everybody know about you and yeah. oh yeah well um uh, as you mentioned i uh, have a, a, a podcast called cardboard conjecture and uh it's my um now that more people like know me when you to get you know the community get to know they're like oh yeah that's a sarcastic lepage <laughs> yeah conjecture idea but um yeah uh just a whole bunch of reviews and whatever thoughts flash through my uh my man, as I said, my ADHD brain. And um, uh, uh, I think the the coolest thing was getting the special weekly episode that you mentioned, what you've been playing Wednesday. And mm-hmm. f- for uh, like, it was focused. Um, it was that idea of like a, a big shiny tunes. The Canadians <laughs> will get this right. Yeah. Uh, that whole greatest hits all the time. And I'm like, we could do that weekly with uh, the amount of people that are, um talking and being content creators so uh i yeah i'm a big and being a, a teacher high school teacher that's kind of the whole thing is like hey let's get as many people involved as we can and yeah. let's have fun so yeah and you and guys- um oh so- yeah as you as you guys always say uh you can find it on all the pod catchers and uh and uh, <laughs> on your telephone somewhere so there you go yeah. <laughs> absolutely and I figured we could start this episode off the same way we always do. And I thought it would be pretty, uh, you know, on the nose to talk about some games that I acquired uh, a few weeks ago and while you were here, Norm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for everyone that's not aware, Norm visited us out here in Kelowna, BC about three weeks ago, and he hand-delivered our brand-new gaming table that we're sitting at here right now that he handcrafted, brought (laughs) it on the trunk of his uh, car and parked in our front yard, and we drug it in here, and he assembled the whole thing. And, yeah, we couldn't be more happy with that. But during the time that Norm was here, we we also had a few of the other Kelowna people playing some games at at a local pub, and we were kind of doing, like, a, a game swap thing. 
And during that game swap, well, we don't swap. We never get rid of games. We always five <laughs> games. Let's not kid ourselves. We but... have what Norm calls the acquisition disorder. Yeah. Right? You you did a game swap, but you swapped money. Yes, yeah. swap purely money. Yes. <laughs> and so during that thing, we actually get yeah, brought some new games into our collection, uh, all because of uh, you coming here. So, and organizing that that whole uh, thing. So one of the games that I got get it off the floor here was um i got this from aaron from uh boards live here in west Kelowna as well and this is the uh marvel deck building game marvel legendary uh, and this i believe comes from upper deck yeah it's actually an mm-hmm. upper deck uh, board game and this or card game i guess you want to call it but yeah this is a game i've had on my radar like i've always wanted and never could find a copy and uh, it just so happened Aaron had one for sale on his Kelowna selling thing. And yeah, I, I picked it up off him and I'm super stoked to play it. We play a ton of Marvel uh, Champion. champions, which is really, really good. But I think this is kind of a slightly different take on on that. So I'm, I'm excited to give it a go. And you've played this one, Norm, I believe. Yeah, I used to. And here's the funny part is uh, I used to own it. I have Marvel Champions and I shift my um copy that you, like you have to chris because <laughs> nice. uh because uh, as you mentioned i had uh bringing out that table i had no space in my vehicle like i took a picture and it looks like the back of a luggage jenga yeah, and uh so yeah i i just he he gave me the games like here you just take that and i felt so guilty that i was just okay packaged them up and i sent him an extra one so yeah well, that that game is uh, gonna have some awesome gameplay in, in Kelowna. yeah nice. I've, I've heard lots of good things about it even from aaron he's just he's limited on the amount of games that he keeps so this is one that just didn't make the cut um but yeah i've, I've heard really good things i've always been super interested in getting it and um, yeah i'm stoked to do it i love that the art on the on the cover has like a great mishmash of guys on here that like mm-hmm. wolverine i really like to see that yeah you know wolverine and spider-man versus loki and magneto that's pretty <laughs> cool right so yeah i'm stoked to play this one and um yeah it's all because of your trip here that this happened here the so. wrath of con right yeah. yes the wrath <laughs> of con <laughs> delivered well uh do you have something you want to bring i up? do um oh i've got those i mean i have some games that i that uh that i've acquired from the wrath of con and uh, i'm gonna hang on to them a little bit because uh we have that the big spectacular with ryan and you guys and um but i do have and i'm feeling bad already because i know um that uh for sure anna marie but i think you because you like that whole uh two-player um cat mouse kind of game and i'm mm-hmm. I, I feel bad because i don't know how accessible this game is i, I it, it might be <laughs> out of print but oh. this is um fugitive it's yeah. a quick car uh quick card chase with the fugitive fugitive escape or will the detective crack the case so like oh, that harrison fun. ford movie with tommy lee jones right where it's Ooh. a chase yeah and it's it's from the same guys uh, uh tim fowers um, so the same guys that uh, did uh, Bugle Brothers or Bugle Brothers, right? And okay. uh, did uh, um, the the uh, Scrabble card game was it hard hard pressed or and letter? Oh, I forget. I used to own them too, but it was the <laughs> card game that was like a Scrabble, and okay. they used the the deck building kind of mechanism with it. And um, 
they uh, they are they're on a run with this card game because basically there's these uh, uh, decks of cards from zero to forty two. And then those numbers are divided into three separate piles of, you know, chronic, like one to 14 and 15, you know, that kind of thing. And um, the fugitive has some cards and kind of lays down uh, the order in the chronological order in which you're trying to escape. And the rule is you can never uh, have more than three, a three number difference from the one card to the next. If you do, you have to put, again, there's a little kind of rule bumpers. You have to put extra step cards, right? So okay. then it's when it's the, the marshal's turn, they just guess. Like, is is your hideout card number whatever, right? And um, with understanding that rule that, well, you can't be more than, it's like, it's like one, two, or three cards difference from the card number I can see, oh. right? So there's that whole idea of, on your on the um, fugitives turn, you get to pick up from whatever deck because you, you might be thinking, I'm gonna I'm gonna load up on my the last part of my escape because I, you know, don't want the cinch to you know don't want the snare to tighten down. So you can decide where to pick from, and same with the marshal because he gets to pick and 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 reduce the the speculative numbers in this whole guessing game. And as the game wears down, oh, does this tighten up fast? Like oh, as a fugitive, you're like, you're never going to guess all of a sudden, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it just gets stressful. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. If you've ever played, um, uh, like uh, letters from Whitechapel or kind of those mind management where yeah. it's that hidden movement. Yeah. yeah. That same anxiety. Like, Whoa, you're right Ooh. behind me. I got, I got to get going. I got to get going. I got to. Right. So, what? and it plays fast. Like it, it's five to 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. So it's just one of those high adrenaline, like, like tag, basically. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> um, and uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, the, the thematic idea of that movie, I love that movie. Yeah. So the thematic idea of just being, you know, how you, how you're chasing someone and you're, they're just at that fingertip feeling. Yeah. That's what you get out of this game. It's just so crazy. That sounds oh, cool. Awesome. And it's just card games with numbers. That's it. I've never, <laughs> never even heard of it. No. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, we do have to look into that. So one. again, I'm I'm probably gonna get like a tweet or an email from you or text from you guys going, thank you, but we can't find it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> There's anywhere a few of those games in your collection that I want, and you're like, yeah. uh, this is yeah, not probably not gonna be available anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hunting unicorns and I found this. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> not that I hunt unicorns, right? You know, yeah. don't get you know <laughs> don't want PETA or you know, magical PETA after me or something like that. Yeah, All right. <laughs> That's great. Oh boy, okay. Right. Anna Marie, do you have a game? I do. I'm gonna do both of mine at the same time. Okay, actually that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, they do. So um August, they Meeple's Meeple's and Milkshakes had their August uh, super sale, which is still on, <laughs> still on. And um, I have been eyeing these games for so long because I have the first one and it's a trilogy, and of course, I need all three. And um, so I got um, Paladins of the West Kingdom and Viscounts of the West Kingdom yeah. by Shem Phillips and S.J. McDonald and published by Renegade Games. It looks like Garpill Games. Um, oh my goodness. And I've heard um, and it's fun because you keep hearing of lots of people. It's like, oh, Viscounts is my favorite. Oh, Paladin yeah. is my favorite of them. And and I'm 
I believe Paladins, I think it's Paladins that um, Kurt was telling me that is a lot like, is it Agricola? But um, no. is it Agricola? No. What's the game I'm thinking of? Paladins. Oh, not heavy. Agricola. Um, is it? Paladins is a super heavy game, yes. What's the one that I'm thinking of? I don't, I'm not sure. It was, it's like a much <laughs> older game. One of like the earliest, like not earliest, but one of like, um, well, maybe I've messed this I one up. I'm not sure you're <laughs> on the right track. Well, I think it is. I'll figure it out. Well, but anyways, he said it does it. It cleans up a few things and it's, um, yeah. But anyways, I'm really excited for Paladins and Viscounts because I yeah. love Architects and, um, yeah, from, yeah. from what I know of them, because I haven't played Paladins or Viscount either. Um, the uh, Paladins is a, yeah, a very heavy Euro-y game. Oh, look, he's got them up there. Yeah. <laughs> a normal chime in here. And then Viscounts is quite different. I, I believe all three are quite different from each other. So what, can you chime in a bit, Norm, on these ones? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Paladins, I mean, you hit it when you said it's it's a heavy game. Mm. Uh, it hit, It's like a uh, and I'm. I, it's been so long since I played, but it's a worker placement with a card person, like the uh, uh, personnel that yeah. you have in your tableau to 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 kind of engine build and get things moving. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really heavy Euro in regards to that planning. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, Viscounts is this cool Rondell Road uh, that uh, that right. you can yeah you can plan out certain things. And uh, now again, I only play solo. Um, in most of these cases, but they are all very different and they are all varying in, in like weight, right? That whole, yeah. that whole, how much brain power does it take to dive into this one? But um, uh, architects, I still love architects is so that. smooth. Yeah. And, and it's, it's for that worker placement kind of, you know, well, this makes sense to me because there's just so much good, you know, you just see all these meeples piling up and, people are paying attention to the others and you're like, all right, I'm going to make some more. Right? <laughs> no one's arresting me. Right. Just that whole kind of uh, it, not that it's a sneakiness, but it's, it's uh, I think out of all of them, that's that kind of middleweight one is, is yeah. Uh, architects. Yeah. yeah. yeah Paladins it, is so it, good too. It was very kind of um, accessible architects. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. Paladins, ooh, not so much, but then Viscount was, I, I was reading, about it like you said the roundel or whatever but it's kind of like king of the castle in the middle is it not it's yeah it's trying it's, to um kind of an air like a area majority right because right. you've got yeah. the castle has the first level second level third level and right. you're trying to uh advance your and i don't know what the meeple's call but like every good euro it's a track right but it's yeah. it's a three-dimensional track and it's conical and it's uh, it's literally you know, the hierarchy is the last to get the most points kind of thing. Yeah. And um, there's there's an outside track and an inside track as well. Okay. And there's different choice, like different tracks have different choices. Um, right. And uh, yeah, it's basically, you know, as as you as I'm thinking about it and breaking it down, it's tracks in a circle and tracks in three dimension, but yeah. it's good euro track that one's awesome right? and to be honest until a few weeks ago i didn't even know that was the case i didn't know it had the three-dimensional thing going on there i didn't know how viscount played at all 
and the very the board variability it's got like you can move things around and flip things upside down That's you know awesome. as far as the the change the changing its its uh uh um layout and i really like that because it changes decision making so right not great not agricola no i think it's orleans <laughs> Oh, Orléans. Oh, yeah, Orléans. Oh, maybe. Orléans. Yep. I think that's the yeah. One that programming. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah I think that's the one go. he said it was comparable to. <laughs> yeah. Not agricola. not agricola. Not agricola. <laughs> <laughs> we can agree on that. Uh, oh yeah, you're gonna have so much fun. Those are great games. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. loved uh, we've loved Architects. We've, yeah. We've had it for ages, and we don't get to play it very often. But we and do the art. It. Yeah. Artwork is great. You know what's really good about these games too is the price point on these things. Like they're fantastic games. They're all reasonably priced right out the gate, right? Yeah. The, um, Garfield games. I love that their their packaging or their their concept is whatever game you build, it's got to fit this dimension box because yeah, that's our yeah. thing. The six by six by three, right? Yep, that's yep. right. It's so, awesome. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited she grabbed them because I've I've wanted to play them for a long time, and yeah, it sounds great. And you're. Your testimony towards them really uh, makes it sound even better. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, Boy, I, I'm a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> You're not alone. I've heard it from, okay. from awesome. So during that um, Kelowna swap uh, of games, <laughs> I picked up another one from Aaron um, from Boards Live, and that was Stroganov. Uh, this one comes from uh, who's a game brewer? Yeah, game brewer and uh, designed by Andreas Stedding. I'm sorry, game brewer. What an awesome logo from that publisher! That's so cool. It looks like just yeah. a, a cartoon, like, um, just guy at a, with a beer keg, just um, what like a bartender, but a, like a Viking bartender almost. Yeah, it looks great. Not Viking, but just I love it. I love that it's logo. A fantasy brewer kind of guy. Yeah, I like it. Well, yeah, this one looks cool. It's, I've always thought it looked awesome. I almost went in on the Kickstarter for Stroganov yeah. back at the back at when that was happening, but it decided against it. I don't know why, not for any real particular reason. We um, probably had 17 other Kickstarters. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, right? <laughs> Needed to yeah. hold off on but, the wallet. <laughs> yeah, and uh and then it it actually came into stock at retail and I've been I'd been eyeballing it at retail Every for time. a little while. I love this color, it or this color, this cover. It drew yeah, me. I love like, the artwork. Oh, the artwork I'm very is, intrigued by it. Um, Mache Yannick. Yeah, I'm not sure, but the artwork is gorgeous. And uh, yeah, it had been calling me this game, but I just never pulled the trigger what on it for whatever reason. And playing? then it was on Aaron's list of things he wanted to uh, put on the uh, sale chopping block, and I, I couldn't resist, so I, I got that one as well. And I don't know a lot about it. Other than I believe it's kind of area control ish, not like area control, but like um, you're trying to I think like prove your family's um, usefulness. To yeah, the, it says you'll play as a member of the powerful Stroganov family, urging your Cossack hunters to explore eastward into Siberia in the fairer weather of spring, summer, and autumn. Your Cossacks will explore, hunt for valuable furs, and establish outposts. As they travel, they gather stories to turn into songs to be sung on cobzes when they return <laughs> home for the long, harsh winters. Your growing influence in Russia depends on the continued favor of the Tsar. Fulfill his wishes in Siberia to sustain your power and bring honor to the Stroganov name. 
Sherkovs is a is a Russian word, a term for something. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, it looks really looks really fun. I like it. the theme. Looks cool and yeah, yeah. I don't know. Looks good. Looks have very have you heard much about this one, Norm? Um, I've much like you. I saw it on Kickstarter. I saw it uh, when all the other content creators who get their you know preview copies were hyping mm. it up, and it uh, it stayed in my it stayed in my attention span. Uh, because of the historical context with yeah. the Russian expansion yeah. um, and all of that. Uh, and also um, that uh, Game Brewers uh, has, it publishes a couple. Well, one of my one of my favorites, with this, which is Genties, that mm. civilization card uh, um, drafting. It, yeah, such a cool game. So, uh, yeah, that one, when I saw that you scooped it. I was like, oh, I mean, it's that whole, oh, I got to the game late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was good. I hope you guys, uh, I mean, I hope, I know you guys will dig it because it's all the stuff that you, 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 you guys dial in on. Yeah. Yeah. It says one to four good. players, about 90 minutes. Sounds great to me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's Stroganov. Uh, do you have anything else, Norm? I have one little one and it's not sure. a, it's not one of these games like, Oh, that's so, you know, tree cool. I've never seen that before. <laughs> no, this is pretty common, uh, but it is a smaller, faster version so that, uh, well, now that you know my daughter, Sophie, so Sophie and I can knock out some ticket to ride New York, nice. which is their, which is their new little series of the smaller box version yeah. uh, of the same mechanism and uh, uh, New York. Uh, kind of one of my fave places. Uh, uh, my brother used to live in Philadelphia and uh, I had a cousin who lived in Manhattan. And so I visit like I visited Philadelphia a bunch of times, but I also visited New York about uh, 10, 12 times. And uh, it, for me, it was just sort of like that whole nostalgia. And, uh, and, and when Mel and I first got married too, that's when my brother and sister-in-law were living in Philadelphia. So we went there a lot. So she has like great memories. And, and every time we play, Sophie's like, okay, let's just play. No stories. Don't tell me about, remember that time. Let's just play. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, ticket to ride, how many, you could gush about it. It's such a, uh, a, you know, commonly known game. And one of those games that even even hardcore gamers are like, yeah, I'll play some ticket to the ride, ticket to ride, you know. Yeah. I'll school you. And usually they're like, Oh yeah, I forgot how cut how, I forgot how cutthroat this can be sometimes. Right. <laughs> Absolute classic for a good reason. Yeah. But um awesome. yeah, okay, that's a great one. Yeah, cool. Ticket and they they are coming in those smaller boxes now, right? Yeah, there's uh I think the one that I want to go get is uh Amsterdam, I think right. is uh yeah. In one of those six by six by by inch and a half boxes kind of right. thing. Nice. It's funny of all the ticket to rides that are out there, we only have one. Yeah, and it's the original. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we yeah. Have. I have a, we have a few. I I mean, that was um uh. I'm just so glad you guys got to meet my family. So now the yeah. the stories make sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Mel Mel's one of the kind of board gamers where it's like, don't show me. A whole bunch of games. Show me one and let me get really good at it so I can school you yeah. and take your wallet on a regular basis, right? <laughs> um, and so when I, when I noticed that they love Ticket to Ride, I wouldn't go, oh, if you like this one, then I'm going to take you to another game. No, for me, I'm like, no, I'm just going to open up that lane and I'm going to show you Europe now. Ticket to Ride Europe. And then here's Ticket to Ride Germany, right? 
Um, so that's kind of where I'm opening the the, the breadth of their gaming is yeah. uh, is something they're you know really basically I'm taking their couch and I'm adding some cushions. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Just relax. You're familiar with this couch. It's yeah. comfortable. Here, let me get some more space yeah. on there for yeah, you. You can yeah. stretch out a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, well, we love that game. It is. It's great. It's really great. We should. We need to. We. I haven't played. Gotta it play that so game, yeah. long. It's been a, it's been it's been so a minute. Long. I, yeah, and our boys haven't played it. No, I, they haven't. Yeah, I think we should introduce them to that. Yeah, try them out with the little box version because mm-hmm. it plays fast, like 15, 20 minutes. Is it that quick? Okay. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, because we're familiar with it, right? So it's like you know, you're staring, you're staring at the market, and it's like top deck, top deck, yeah. <gasps> blue card, blue card, yeah. top deck, <laughs> laying them out. Right. It's just this oh, whole. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I would say um, for them to learn that whole card drafting thing, uh, um, it's it's a it's a short it's a short repetition, and and that's what learn from a teacher. That's what good learning is: repetition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do that. We'll have to find one of those one of the smaller ones and uh, get the boys on that. But I think that is it for new to the collection. So we're going to head on over to our crowdfunding segment. Alrighty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode, and I believe we have two games we're going to chat about. Um, Norm's just going to sit back and and watch uh, us chat about our obsession <laughs> as best I can. Yeah, Chime in whenever you want. Pounds, all these things. <laughs> so, Anna Marie, why don't you chat about the one you were interested in? Yeah, so this one, it's not on any platform yet. It's uh, it'll be coming to GameFound, but it's mm-hmm. one of those. It's not even here yet, guys. We don't know what it's going to be finalized like, but here's a preview. Um, and it's called Tabriz. And uh, it's by the um, by the designer of Cascadia. So Cascadia was like one like, game of the year mm-hmm. last year, I think. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, it like do. obviously a great designer. Like Cascadia Norm was one of your like favorite games, wasn't it? You've been loving it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. And so that's what kind of caught my eye. Um, and this one is about, and it's kind of funny because I've seen a lot of these uh, in the last little while and uh, just with a similar theme, but it seems to be one that's sticking. Yeah. Yeah. That theme is huge right now. Yeah. So it's like weaving and selling luxurious carpets is kind of the um, the theme so you're it's a maple moving game of careful careful planning and quick action in a bustling persian bazaar you weave and sell luxurious carpets to fill commissions from clients at all levels of society so you can earn prestige from your completed commissions um, and you want to become known as the undisputed master of your craft so uh, i know we talked about it um, maybe like 10 episodes or so ago there's that damask or damask yeah which was another kind of tapestry weaving one and just a lot of um a lot of these types of games but all with a different kind of take on them so it doesn't give you much about it because it's not ready to go on yet but um i wanted to just talk about that one for a little bit because i thought uh yeah cascadia 
probably chances are it's probably going to be a good yeah a good game so that's tabriz yeah and as, by crafty games as um ultra uh popular as cascadia was we haven't played it yeah <laughs> oh yeah take care of play. that get yeah. on it yet yeah. we don't have it so we, we don't haven't. have it so yeah yeah i know right? we just yeah we've missed the boat entirely on we don't miss the boat we just say like, we want to play it it's not one mm-hmm. that we're overlooking or anything we just no no haven't it's, had a chance you're to busy yeah it's, <laughs> it, it, it's a game we have to get obviously yeah well yeah this one does look good if it's if it's uh, you know even you know close as good as cascadia, cascadia yeah. i'm sure it'll be a, a good game and yeah. yeah, it's funny with Cascadia and then what's this one called again? Tabriz. Tabriz, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce that's it. I don't know. Two um the Brits, maybe. themes that are are quite especially actually the um the uh like outdoors nature yeah. themes right now. There, there's so many nature inspired games out there right now. Um so yeah, and this one, yeah, with the, the quilting and carpets yarn and yeah. And, weaving and sewing and things like it's a yeah that's another two very different themes Mm -hmm. but But both very very popular yeah yeah it looks cool i'd be interested i didn't realize that it was um from uh it's the designer yeah the designer of cascadia yeah yeah. that's cool and that's coming to game found it doesn't say when oh it's just it's it's just it's just a preview yeah yeah okay well i'm sure this fall i would assume if they already have the the uh thing up there but yeah okay it does say though if you follow you can follow now to get a free gift right yeah so a lot of a lot game of them are doing that on game do that. yeah you follow yeah. along until the launch and if you are um yeah if you've clicked that follow button by the time they launch that you get a free something or other yeah yeah it looks cool all right um i have one that I want to talk about, and it's a game, it's a sequel game to a game Ooh. that we have Ooh. that we have not played. Oh. <laughs> it's a game that I want to play uh-huh. very, very, very much, um, but we just don't haven't had the time to, to dive into this. So this is the sequel to Tainted Grail, yes. The Fall of Avalon. Um, so this one is Tainted Grail, Kings of Ruin. So we have back there somewhere a whole Schwack. bunch of Tainted <laughs> Grail stuff. Like we have the core box and about four other boxes of stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have not even touched it. I think, <laughs> I think that one, we just know that it's going to be a like a time yeah. consumer. Right? It's one so that we wanna... came on to pre-order that we knew like, we missed the boat on the kickstarting yeah. of, of this game. I think it was Kickstarter anyway, but either way we missed the boat originally. And when it came to pre-order uh, actually through Meeples, I'm like, yeah, boom, let's, let's get that. And just at least put it back there. And yeah. when we get to it, kind that of thing. will hopefully be like maybe a nice fall winter. Yeah. Just let's dive in. We have a nice big table now. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we can have that set up on set half up on the, the table. <laughs> and then we can play other games on yeah. the other half of the yeah. table. The permanent uh, ongoing campaigns yeah. and the regular right. goes. And yeah. it's it sounds awesome because, I mean, the original one looks and sounds amazing yeah. as well. And um, a few people I know that have played it said it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. But uh, this one says like they've improved on. It's always funny when they say they've improved on like amazing games. Like, yeah. okay. 
So How? this comes from <laughs> it comes from Awakened Realms. Obviously, most people know that Awakened Realms is with their huge campaigny mini driven uh, games. And this one is actually a 14 plus rating on it. So it's not surprising. Fair, you know, it's fairly mature, just like the first one. Um, but this one has it has a little blurb here on their game found site. So this is going to come to game found. It's not it's just like yours. It's only on a, a preview. But it says here that uh, Tainted Grail Kings of Ruin is a new standalone story campaign from the team behind the acclaimed Tainted Grail board game. Playable with a brand new set of exciting characters, it continues the story of Fall of Avalon, mm -hmm. Last Night, and Age of Legends, while also providing a perfect self-contained entry into the saga for new players. Oh, uh, that's interesting. So they've covered all their bases there. So you could it could be like a sequel, but also work as like or an entry goes, point. Yeah, right. To mm -hmm. get okay, they probably have something in there, like a book that says, like, if you have played and finished Avalon, read this. If you haven't, yeah. then read this. Yeah. Um, and it says that we are using Total all of conjecture. our experience from the hundred and fifty <laughs> plus hours of narrative content already created from Tainted Grail to make Kings of Ruin one of the most mechanically polished and most exciting stories in board games. It will include several key improvements over the previous Tainted Grail adventures, including changes to the travel system, rebalanced character advancements, and many other twists. Nice. In addition to Tainted Grail, Kings of Ruin, we'll also offer a chance to catch up on the epic journey so you can actually also get the Tainted, Tainted Grail, Grail uh, Fall of Avalon again through this, uh, um, through this uh, crowdfunding campaign as well. But yeah, I just, I feel like I'm going to get this because I feel like, like it's, you know, I haven't played it. That's a theme that we love too. But I, right? it is a Arthur theme that I and, absolutely yeah. love. And I feel like once I have played and, and finished Tainted Grail, especially the first one, that it probably will be one of my favorite games ever, just judging my, by what I like. Um, so I have, I don't think I have any reason not to get this. Um, and again, it'll just probably sit beside there for a little while, <laughs> but I think this is one that we're going to go in on. Um, it just, it looks too good for, to me, um, to not get just like all the other Awaken Realm stuff. We have all, we have everything from Awaken Realm. <laughs> it's just, it's just another one of their great, great things that they do. And I'm looking forward to it. Have you played anything Awaken Realms? Have you played in, any of these? No, though, and those are games that I adore because it's just that whole kind of narrative-driven dungeon diving that it scratches my D and D brain itch, right? right? So exactly, it's it's exactly yeah. it's all the narrative and all the storytelling and and living through these these it these it would not that I've played that or a, the game I'm going to kind of compare it to, but it, to me it it would seem like. Uh, a more of a card-driven kind of kingdom death monster. Yeah, exactly. They're, right. they're in the same ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, that whole idea of you—you you have a story to to find out. Just start right. walking. Just just go ahead and move, and the story will develop with you. Exactly. So, and I didn't say that just to remind you that you haven't played Kingdom Death Monster either. <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, I might have planted that right comparison there. in there. <laughs> But yeah, I know I'm excited. As soon as I saw this, I was like, "Oh, I haven't played the first one, and I want to get the second one." Right? So that um, one still needs some assembly. Assembly required. Oh yes, the uh, <laughs> Kingdom, Kingdom Death Monsters. Yeah, I'm honestly, I, 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 when I first pulled the 
the box cover off and I saw the sea of of plastic bits. I was like, oh my goodness. That's the first time I ever thought about like just putting the, the box <laughs> back on and shipping it to someone to to deal with uh and then pay them for it and have them send it back because I don't know if I can assemble all that stuff and I, yeah. I don't know. It looks like a daunting task. <laughs> like a daunting task. The eye twitches and you just it's like it's like nitroglycerin. Don't don't shake the box too much. Just get that cover back on slowly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Can't wait to play that one too, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> but uh oh, there's too many. There's too many, Norm. Oh my goodness. We have Etherfield sitting there as well. Oh man. Wow. Like five boxes for that. <laughs> but yeah i think this looks great i think it's something we're going to get in on uh because awaken realms has never steered me wrong so yeah that's uh that's our, our crowdfunding segment of the episode so we have a review to do so we're gonna go and do that right after this Maples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode, and we are going to be doing a, a Meeple Dungeon review of Carnegie. And so we're we are we're in a particularly interesting scenario with this game because we've played it two player and four player and norm has played it solo yes so, so we've got yeah. like all the bases covered here <laughs> on this one because we never play anything solo really yeah um so i'm very curious to see how your thoughts compare to our thoughts on how this actually works and because this is this is a whopper this one there's yeah. a lot in this box so this um carnegie it's designed by xavier george and uh art by ian o'toole mm. and published by pegasus spiel Yes. Spiel, such a fun Spiel. word to such say. Such a great. Pegasus word. Spiel. Pegasus Spiel. Spiele, or uh, however it's <laughs> they say it, but fun. So Carnegie, um, let's just. I'm gonna read right here off the back of the box here, so people have an idea of what we're talking about as far as theme goes. Uh, Carnegie was inspired by the life of Andrew Carnegie, who was a major player in the United States steel industry. Carnegie was not just one of the richest men in the world. He was also a philanthropist and supporter of social causes. In this elegant and interactive management game, players compete to grow their companies through shrewd investments in real estates, industry, and transportation. Through careful observation of their opponent's choices, players will find ways to take sole advantage of lucrative opportunities. In the end, the most successful player will be victorious. But success is judged by more than one's wealth. 
To win, players must also contribute to the country's greatest uh, or greatness through their deeds and generosity. Are you ready for the challenge? <laughs> so that's that's the theme of Carnegie, this this ultra, ultra, ultra rich man that uh, was actually also a good person. It's a huge philanthropist. And yeah. Giving back and really cool yeah. to see, especially because uh, what was the donation that we heard about? He was. It was in the I don't remember 1800s, you know, donated five hundred million dollars or something back then, like, and that's like seven bazillion dollars today, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like unheard of amount of money. Yeah. Um. So it's just really cool to see. But yeah, this one, this so this game is a game that Anna Marie, um, uh, spearheaded to to get this yes. game and bring it into the collection because it was a game that I was not really here nor there on. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. I it's not one that was on my particular radar funny actually and it's another reason i'm really excited that uh norm <laughs> is on this episode um i was drawn into this game for you know a few reasons mm-hmm. um one i loved the uh simplicity and just the and the art i mean you know tool rig i love oh yes i love the oh, art yes. i knew i know nothing about andrew carnegie like i didn't i i like i was saying before i Carnegie Hall that's where I knew the name from like I didn't know much about it so when I was reading the description of the game and hearing about us oh that sounds really interesting Mm -hmm. and um I've uh in in norms on the cardboard conjecture podcast Mm -hmm. is uh lots of reviews about Xavier George games and so how it's one of your favorite designers Mm -hmm. and so I was like you know what I don't I mean, I think we do after I looked into it, but I was like, I don't know if I've played a Xavier George game. And, um, but then, uh, so I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I want to do this. I want to see what this game is like. And so that was another one of the factors just cause I had constantly heard the name. And so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, Xavier George, let's. It's funny, Norm. It, it it's, it's, I swear like half the game she gets is games. <laughs> oh, Norm was talking about this game. <laughs> yeah. I have so... guilt. Yeah, just <laughs> over with guilt. <laughs> so, honestly, she's like, I swear, Norm was talking about this one. We got to get it, and it's always <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, Norm, do you want to explain some of how this game works? Well, yeah, I mean, the um, there's there's so many op- parts moving, and that's uh, Xavier George is saying is that that it's not just one kind of uh engine there's different components and um there's the the whole thing starts with that timeline of of where you start moving the that i guess this the selection tokens yeah on all the actions that you can take um the 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 first of all for me i love variability i've mentioned this before any any time that you can change things up and create different uh, like like reveals or different chronologies of actions, you change the approach and 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 the strategy or the tactical interpretation of the game. So right away, I like that because um, one player might start moving this thing, you know, th- this uh, one of the 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 token action um, pucks or whatever we we're Canadians. Yeah. We call it pucks, right? Yeah, so that <laughs> starts pushing that puck a little too fast because, um, I think it's uh four, no five. Yeah. Um, once, once that puck has moved five spaces, it's stopped and done for the game mm-hmm. and the opportunity to, 
uh, and again, it's that whole Carnegie thing, the opportunity to be a philanthropist and put down uh, a, a, a choice mm-hmm. marker on, on the end of game scoring conditions. Yeah. You got to have okay. money to do that and you got to have timing. So just that part of the game of people being able to push that, that gas pedal down in certain areas when you're not ready, yep. Oh, yeah. you gotta, you gotta pivot and go, what do you, this is that look like, no, <laughs> why? No, that's what are you doing? I am not ready for that right now. Right. Yeah. You've just, you've just um successfully explained like every one of my turns in this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, what no. Yeah. Well, or, or you can see yourself set going, okay, I, I want to do this particular action and I'm going to set myself up for it. And then the person to, the, right after is like, Oh, I'm going to do this action. It's like you jerk. Yeah. Like, it's like, ah, oh. like in Tolkien, when I'm going to move the thing twice now, it's like, ah, oh, everything is out of whack. And oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just one out of a whole pile of things like, like that project tab that you pull out of the side that that's really cool. Well, and that is integral to reveal the, the, the little round, um, uh, kind of occupation for the cities where you're buying, yeah. you know, you're doing philanthropic, uh, philanthropic contributions to the city. <laughs> wow. That made my face twitch. Wow, that's a big um, uh, yeah. And, and then, um, and then with that system, of course you got to generate resources and then you come in with the company board and buying those little, uh, the departments. Yes. And yeah, moving your, your oh, yeah. And then let's put more depth to that. Let's have workers that have to move around this building and the floors. And yeah, it it's like Euro, like goodness. Yeah. And, and that's exactly right. Like there, there's so much going on in this that, that it's really hard to even explain it's impossible to explain Let's go it piecemeal. I, I want to explain a cut like one thing here. So Norm, you were starting with the like the action selection board. This yeah. board is made which up, is a, which is yeah, a secondary yes. board from the main board. It's basically four tiles, and I believe you get eight tiles At in the least, box. Maybe yeah. and yeah. but they're all double-sided, so yeah. they're all different. And you at random pull out four of them and you lay them one on top of the other, and then they have um, like bookends yep. that pinch them together, pinch, pinch them together. Yep. And on the bookends, on the left side of the bookends, you have the four different actions that you can take. Mm-hmm. So you've got, I think there's movement, there's like the city building, there's the, um, I can't remember what that one's called, but it's, I want to say reorganizing influence. infrastructure or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then there's, uh, I don't know, another, I can't remember what they're called, but there are four different actions that you can do. And they all have a little icon that's associated to, um, on your player board in the, when you're building the, um, what did we just call them? You're like factory? Yeah, with your departments. Departments, departments. yeah. Each each little department has that symbol on it, one of those symbols. Mm -hmm. So when you trigger, say, the movement action, you're going to look on your, um, like your factory and see which departments of your factory have the movement uh, you know, icon. symbol icon, yep. and then you're going to move, or you're going to do those actions, whichever ones you if, have meeples available yeah, to, to use people. And that's movement. that. Yeah. Available and unavailable. Like if you don't have money yeah. to get them to work, exactly. eh, you're missing out on actions. They're just laying down, sleeping They're They're having <laughs> their coffee break. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but that, that 
board um, is different every time. So that board corresponds like your um your like your action board corresponds yep. to the game board, which is a map of the US. Uh, yep, and it's yeah. divided into four segments. You've got the West, the Midwest, the East, and the South. Yep. And um each on your on that uh Oh my goodness, my, my the action board. <laughs> the action board, which yep. yeah, which determines what you're going to do. Um, so let's say the first action um, on the top, it's movement, and then the you know the little um, one of the the things you put out there has four different options, and they're going to be different because they're all random. But it'll be like south, west, donation, east. Yep. You know, and then your last one, which is the other bookend, and so you basically you'll you'll choose i'm going to go on the movement so the first one on the movement is east so then you know depending on how the game has gone at the beginning nobody's going to have anything because you haven't had a chance to put your workers out so where normally if i would go to the east if i had a worker there that i'd been able to place i would trigger it and i would and it would fire and i'd get some income potentially the (laughs) bonus stuff yeah all that bonus stuff things like that all the bonus stuff um and then and then once the east triggers then you do your movement action from your board um now one thing that's super interesting so each um each of the four actions has five different um you can move along that track five times mm-hmm. um because it has because yeah, there's a total of 20 turns in yes. this game. Mm-hmm. so you can move along each track up to five times now interesting that i like this and it's something that can frustrate you when your opponents choose the other thing <laughs> let's say all five movement actions have been taken already mm-hmm. you can still choose movement and that just means that when you choose movement um the next one down that's has hasn't been chosen as many times you move that one forward yeah. but you don't get to do that action so yeah. the same amount of turns yep. but you can still do because the first time, I remember the first time I played, I was like, oh, I've only got one movement action left. And that's what I have the most of. Yeah. Getting that, oh, I can go you to can burn off to another. Episode. Yeah. It's yeah. just going to tick one of the other actions. A lot. Oh, something, yeah. so, something has to be sacrificed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, I liked that board. I thought that was very neat. I also, I, thinking back to my first play of this, um, you, you're planning it out. You're like, okay, I'm going to put guys in a couple couple of my my workers in the west because there are three wests coming up and i'm gonna be ready for those and then what happened is that the east fired and the south fired and the midwest <laughs> fired, and the east yeah. fired and i had nobody there yep. and i was like i can't do anything yeah. so you yeah. know figuring out how all that works together i think it's interesting with there within what you're saying there is like part of the the thing i like the most about this game is choosing on when to have like workers placed out onto yeah. the board, into the various sectors into the different tracks um in order to gain the income that happens when those areas fire or not or leave them in yeah. the factory as workers to hopefully yeah. uh fire up some of the different tiles and, and office buildings that you've placed in there i love the idea of deciding that the difficult decisions on like okay i'm going to place like you said you could see that all oh, the likely the west is going to fire because it's probably two of the next four are west so maybe i'll put a couple people out into the west by doing this action but now i don't have them in my factory so if somebody does activate something different and it happens to be (laughs) that icon that i've just moved those guys from i don't i can't do anything 
right? So yeah. it's just it's super interesting. What I'm what I really dig about about that area, like choice with the west and and the east, like is though each of those four zones themselves has a track that assists your bonus trigger in regards to your transportation because the end of game scoring is you got to have you got to move that 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 uh donkey and cart transportation system all the way up to a train and so you have to decide do i trigger my bonus meeple from there to get this or do i move it up that track a bit because the payoff right. is is like oh, I can put an extra worker out and not have to pay the cost, or I can do. It's just that euro idea of well, I, if I'm patient and move that track up, oh, it's gonna cash in for me. But mm-hmm. if they choose it before I do that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, You're, yeah. You can be really, it, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It gives you kind of endless replayability with this, just like for strategy wise, you can try something different every single time you play. Yeah. And yeah. just to jump jump in for the solo part, um, how the solo and this is perfect because how the solo deck works is when it's the Carnegie's turn, um, you kind of know what turn he's going to take, but you don't know what zone it's going to be in. You don't okay. know, right? So there is that tension of okay, they're going next. They're doing this. I know they are, but I don't know what zone they are. And okay, well, I'm going to try and anticipate this because I, I can see they're going to move that puck down. And so there's that kind of, you know, uh, um, interpretation of the board. Yeah. And I think that the, the Automa or the AI deck does a good job at uh, giving you those moments like, oh, Oh, not the north, man! I just right? oh, I'm not ready for the north yet. I don't have any meeples in there to trigger the bonus and get them back into my factory. And oh yeah, it's yeah. just so much fun. Oh, yeah. spoiler I, alert! <laughs> I um yeah, no doubt. Something that I thought was interesting too, just when you were talking about the the solo and the Automa deck, um, I thought it was really neat how when you're setting up a two or a three player game, you have to use the solo deck. Because you use yeah. it and you flip over, you know, a card and you have to see that some of the different areas, which you'll take your pucks or discs and and cover up some spaces. Oh, but yeah. it's that that's how what they did that to that's keep it random. Idea. You yeah. shuffle that solo deck and you yeah. use, so even though you may not be using the solo deck, you're still using the solo deck. So the pieces yeah. don't seem wasteful or useless in the box. I just thought that was kind of neat. And it does a good job at uh, occupying spaces in the in the bonus, like in that uh, uh, philanthropy area for activating your end of game scoring stuff. Because you might be all about uh, getting down the, you know, in certain cities, there's there's, you know, economy, like the, the little money signs where you can focus on the economy or you can focus on the industry and look at that bonus mark and go, oh, if I can get that bonus thing, I'm into like 30 points at the end of the game. And all of a sudden the AI flips it over and goes, oh, yeah, but you know what, though? No, we're yeah. going to put a disc here and wreck your plan. And yeah. you're going to have to pivot and go chase another end of game, you know, scoring <laughs> bonus. So, exactly. yeah, I, yeah, totally dig yeah. it. Okay, so just just to recap, kind of how this came summarized because there's, <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Yeah, you are going to have your own player board in front of you that represents your factory, and you're going to be adding through various board four different actions. You're going to be either kind of moving your workers around your factory, 
you're going to be kind of firing up different factory or different rooms in your factory adding you're departments to adding your departments to your factory and then you're going to be what's the other one that's the one I can't remember what it's called, but it, I want to say like influence almost like you've got um, because uh, that allows you to move. Well, you're placing you're placing your influence out onto uh, yeah the main board, and so through those actions, you're only going to be taking one every turn, and you have to decide which one's best for you. Um, sometimes you want to take a lesser action because it might be better, like or Less worse good for, for someone you, else, but worse right? for other people. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to rotate around the table doing these different things where, and you're going to be adding um, donations to the, which are, yeah, you're spending money to uh, unlock end of game scoring that you can try and kind of uh, make happen for yourself. I would say almost very thematically on that, on that note with that um, donation track, Mm -hmm. the end of game scoring, those can be huge. Oh yeah. Like, right. That's the whole kind of point is that you can't neglect donating and, nope. and giving away your yeah. money. And it's hard sometimes. You're like, every time... So your first donation is $5. Your right. second donation is $10. Your yeah. third donation is 15 and so on. So it get And, and money is tight. So yep. like <laughs> giving away your money is hard. And I think it's that... Um, it really kind of hammers home that, yes, it's hard to give away the money, but it's wow. necessary. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. what um kind of i think the point of the game is <laughs> and yeah. so but anyway sorry well the, and then there's just the the constant um tug of war between adding your your meeples to the board to do things for you in the different tracks and then recalling them when you want to get income putting um, them back into your factory yeah back into your factory which will allow you to fire up all the different incomes that you have including those cool things that you pull out of the side of your board which keeps track of the the additional income that you can yeah have. Game. The research and development to me, I think, is that's what it is. You can, yeah. That's the last track is research yeah. and development because that's the one that allows you to increase um, your disc on the uh, the area, like the west and east, those tracks, yes. and it also allows you to in uh, pull out your those progress uh, um, tracks. Yeah. Yeah, which reveals those um uh, those little uh, I'm gonna flip back here to get the right wording here. Well, um, you the, the project tabs. Yeah. yeah. Because it'll tell you, oh, you need certain amount of research to get to the next level of this project, yeah. which you get to put a disc down. So when you do construction, you can put that disc out into a city, and just that whole that everything is everything is plugged into each other very well. I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those project tabs. It's actually we haven't mentioned what they are, or how they work, but you've got this. Your your player board is dual layer, it's like, like a triple layer. Triple layer. It's very really thick, <laughs> so and thick. it's got four slots in the side, and each slot um, has a long has a, tab. A, a pro one of these project tabs, project yeah. tabs, and it um, you start with them pushed all the way in, and then as you do the research and development, you can pull them out, pull them out, pull them out, and add discs onto these mm-hmm. spots. Where which on then like the building action, you can remove the discs that they're going to give you income, but it also then gets your discs. And or pucks like out on yeah the- yeah which is also so. another important part of this game is the whole uh, mm-hmm. managing the actual main board because the more of these large cities there's a whole bunch of different cities. the networking yeah. yeah 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 and if you if you can manage to connect some of these larger cities together you're going to get a whole whack of points by multiplying um there's certain numbers that are associated with these cities yeah. with how many you've connected and so forth yeah that can get you a whole whopping amount of points so there's like there's a whole ton of things. 
going on here. And you can kind of go down like 900 different avenues <laughs> to like a good Euro, Euro, right? Yeah. And, but it does come down to this game being 20 turns. And then it's over. <laughs> That's it. It seems like a lot. Yeah, it, is. yeah. it seems like it's a lot, but it's, it's really not. And then at the end of the game, you're, you're just counting up your victory points through various things like um, victory points that you've uh, uncovered on the, your, uh, your uh, research tracks Mm -hmm. uh, points that you've got from your donations, uh, points that you've accumulated through the game. For how many meeple? In the departments, right? If you can get your department levels, yeah, yeah. depending on how many departments you've made and where they're located, um, and then uh, all the different cities that you've you've uh, put your influence into, and a whole bunch of things. <laughs> so, lots of points at the end for doing a whole array of different things. Um, Sorry if that was confusing. That was a, it's not an easy game. It's to not an easy game to explain. Well, I think we did a good job. I mean, I so. we did that whole organic. We'll talk about this and jump to this, and that's kind <laughs> yeah. of what this game's about. Is is True. you can't it just is. focus on one one you know power stream approach. Yeah, yeah there's no one way. To there's really, no one flow. You no, yeah. there's no beginning and end. Really, it's just a whole array of options, and you go. Yeah. And that's. <laughs> It, that's exactly what it is. So hopefully that sounds like, you know, we've explained the game to some degree. Um, <laughs> and, but like what we can do now is revisit the theme. So Norm. Yes. What do you think about the theme? Does the theme lend well to this game? Um. Well, the case okay, so Carnegie, it's all about philanthropy um, and, and his like one of his most significant contributions was uh, the library system in the United States. And also, um, because I didn't know this, my brother who lives in Vancouver came across and we were talking about this. And he's like, oh yeah, there's a, still a Carnegie library in Vancouver. And yeah. so so in, in the realm of literacy, uh, literature, big contributions in the realm of the arts, like you had mentioned, you know, Carnegie Hall, everybody knows, you know, it's yeah. like, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? You practice, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so that idea of of that person's influence in all in, in like the whole map, right? To me, made sense. Now it's that that networking connectivity uh, makes sense as well because that's kind of how his industry worked. If if you look back at him as a uh, uh, or the companies. Um, as a as a business model that was very much expansion and and have like nodes in every city and then build from there yeah um once like a lot of even nowadays like even in saskatchewan um like the the children's hospital um is huge contributions by jim pattison mm -hmm. who is known across western canada for his billboards and media signs and and yeah. he's the type of individual that we see now going I have got, I have had a great career. I've had a, I've been a great businessman. Now it's my time to start giving back. Yep. And um, the, I think this game with the mechanisms that it has uh, does a great job of, and as far as euros connect theme to mechanisms, mm -hmm. I think it does a good job on, on, on showing that what I really love the most about this is that as you guys mentioned, to be a philanthropist, you got to make money, and to be to make money, you have to be efficient. You have to be good, and with twenty turns, 
that we're talking efficient like those bonus <laughs> actions now are like can i double my turns if i get double my turns i can win this game right yeah. um so that that those department tiles and your your business tableau if you you place that if you got to place that great because your movement you might not have a whole bunch of movement to get to that office to trigger that turn to to yeah. like go oh construction's coming around and i've got five construction tiles and every worker's ready to go yeah. and you're bubbling right it's there's just so much handcuffing that could possibly happen in this game that i think it's great because you guys said it if you don't have the money, you can't buy end of game. And if you can't buy end of game, then there's just, it's all, yeah. <laughs> I'm gushing. I love Xavier George. <laughs> you, you really can't win this game. I don't think if you don't have the donations, like no, I people you have to like, make yeah. some, you don't have to make. Yeah. You don't have to depends, make all in every right? turn, but, but you do have to make some and they make that. That's, that's clear. Like the, you have to make some donations. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I for me and Euro games, themed can be can be lacking in some, you know, right? Like I'm trying <laughs> to be nice here, right? Just a little bit. So, but this one, I felt the theme was actually really nicely coming through, especially that like that side of it being like that. This is I'm a bit. I feel like I'm a big industri industry, uh, you know, mega. Like mogul, mogul, right. yeah. Um, but at the same time, I am throwing money into all these various different um, donations, and it feels like, yeah, I'm making a ton of money, and I'm and I'm building my business, but I'm also, yeah, I'm also giving back, and like, it, so I mean that that does feel like what Carnegie was doing. So I think that the for a Euro game, the theme comes through fairly well. Like it's yeah. it's not crazy, but it, I feel it's <laughs> it's. You know? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Anna Marie? I agree. I think it does. And I think, it, yeah. like you said, as, as well as it can. And I, I think, think it does as well as it is it absolutely as it can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not something that's, um, say, like the donations, they're not pushed to the, you know, the background. Like they're no, right there, no. top of the main board. And they are essential. Like and you like, said. like you said, Norm, the networking and like you do, that, that was a big thing is he was everywhere. Mm -hmm. So having all the tracks across this country, like that's, it made sense. It wasn't yeah. just there for the sake of being. That's there. the thing is the bigger and the farther his company got, the richer he got, the more money he gave. And, you know, it, so it, it just, it makes sense, you know, yeah. you big and, and expand and make as much money and, and give money and get points for doing so. So I think it, yeah, I think the theme comes well, it comes through fairly well. Um, So we can kind of all agree on that. So what do we think about the artwork? <laughs> i love Ian O'Toole. yeah yep. <laughs> yeah everything he does he's got such a groove that it and it's not it's not like here's my style and i'm gonna force it on games uh he's such an artist where he'll look at it's all about how does this contribute to the game rather than can the game contribute to my art yep. and uh every everything that he's put his his you know, digital paint on is so gorgeous, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I've got my faves, and he's he's right up there. Like I'd mentioned, the Miko with the with paladins and 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 you know West, um, that whole series. Yeah. So you know, tool, 
gush. I love them. Yeah, always. I think it's a slam dunk. I sh- it's kind of a dumb question for me to ask, like when I see <laughs> you know, his name on here. But I, you know, we, you know, we follow our thing. I um I really like it's funny because I'm usually known for saying like oh I love like the bright colors and it's so vibrant and you know that and this one is kind of it's it's not they're the colors are muted they're toned yeah. down they're um, but they're not bland you know yeah. like they're interesting I like the color choice and it also is very thematic it ties into the time frame of the game yes. right these are like, the colors I, I it's not I, taking place in the 90s whereas you got or you know like say dinosaur island right where it's like the neon colors mm-hmm. this one is it, it did have industry yeah. it was muted colors it was um but it just but without being bland yeah he's, he's achieved being not colorful but not bland. He's he's landed right in the perfect he just spot. Picks the for, good color palette. Like the, I really uh, like it. Yeah, it's the, very the appealing time. and pleasing to the eye. Like those, mm-hmm. the board. I don't like it. I like yeah, it. I agree with you. I think you've nailed it. I think it's, it's yeah, it's not like as then you know, Tool has done some amazingly bright and and um, you know colorful stuff out there. But this is definitely on the other side of that. But without being uh just, yeah boring oh it just matches you know the, like matches it's it's perfect the for the theme it, era, like yeah. they nailed the the idea of being in industry yeah without being bland yeah. so it's like that's a that's <laughs> yeah. a hard thing to do i would think without being just gray and brown right so this is he's achieved that really really well um components well, what or, do you think? Oh no! You, well, well yeah, anything else with yeah. the art? I think he's already <laughs> said. You know, it's yeah, you agree. A plus. Um, so components. Um, I I want to say one thing here, the <laughs> that like triple or quadruple thick, uh, player board, with the sliding tracks is ultra satisfying. No, um, <laughs> like, ultra satisfying. I don't know how necessary it is, or or even how, um not just necessary but how practical it is but it sure it's so fun. satisfying to, <laughs> to pull the thing out right achievement like, yeah it's locked a level yeah is it necessary or practical may i don't know but is it awesome yes I really <laughs> like it. um it's unique it's something i haven't really seen before so it's like you get a few extra points from me for that just for like doing something cool and original <laughs> um and yeah the rest of it i'm fine with but what, what do you think Anna-Marie? i was gonna say i i'm gonna jump on the color palette again i love the color choice for the tokens and the mm-hmm. meeples yep. um because it's not your standard primary like red no. yellow and blue it's um charcoal they've yeah they got a charcoal they've got like, a white like an ivory yeah or like a yeah maybe an ivory and they've got that like um what they call it like golden yellow almost yeah it's like almost the, gold gold yeah um and then, not gold but that just that yellow yeah, that's almost almost like a gold on orange coin, yeah kind of look and then and the, like a uh, nice bright blue the sky so blue it's yeah sort of so it, I just mm-hmm. I think that they they stand out nicely on the board they do um so you can because you got the muted colors kind of on the board yeah you got the nice brighter and the muted colors, colors are like a mute purple mute green a mute orange and a mute uh tan yeah um and yeah like you said the those four colors kind of di- do sit nicely regardless they don't look out of place them. i think no. if you would have had a bright red um token it would look weird it on might, that board yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. some games have done that lately we've seen where the board is sort of mute and then the and the bright colors and they kind of like it looks a little weird 
yeah and this doesn't clash clashes. at all they kind of no. just they all kind of melt together and it looks looks really nice yeah but yeah I, I like also the um on the action board those nice thick tiles to move yes. across and the big thick cog for like whoever's turn it is choosing what you're doing yeah i like those they're nice they're easy to move you're not like Everything's sliding chunky. them around or Oh, mm -hmm. and should mention we don't have the Kickstarter version of this. No, I mean, a friend of ours does. Do you have the Kickstarter version, Norm? I don't think so. I, I like. Uh... You have any metal components? No. 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 Okay. So, it, you have the same version we do. The retail, but uh, I mean, even in the retail, the components are great. Oh yeah, chunky, thick stuff. But in the Kickstarter, the um the actual first player token train is like a nice metal <laughs> train, um, and the cog that you use on the action track is a, is like a metal cog. And, and they had trays for holding the, um, the departments. Yes. Mm -hmm. The departments have a holding tray, which would be really handy. Um, and the cubes are metal cubes, not wooden cubes. And then the money is actually, uh, has a foil <laughs> to it, which they say they didn't like as much as this one. So like, uh, the retail money, I guess is easier to look at. But other than these flashy um, Kickstarter upgrades, this ha the the retail version has really great components. What what do you oh, think? Yeah, I I like everything you guys have said. I totally agree. Um, they uh, they didn't cheap out on anything. Like it's no. it's nice thick cardboard. Uh, it, yeah. the cards are of good quality. Yep. Um, I mean, my big pet peeve is when cards start to, you know, get that that warping on it. Right, mm -hmm. that little kind of as a, a solo game yeah and right you're using the so, card all the time yeah so i yeah i'm i'm really happy with the with the retail version i have and I, like i mean with the upgrades that you just said i thought that doesn't add or take away from the game doesn't add or take away that. from the game no. it's just bling right so yeah. no i i'm all about the uh i'm all about the gameplay sometimes i, I actually think the wood and i know like I yes he worked in steel but like I think the wood makes more sense than metal components in yeah. that in they this feel version. Nice. They do feel nice, yeah. But you did hit the, the thematic connection is that there was money made in steel. It was the industrial revolution, right? So yeah, that's probably where I'm thinking where they go, well, we have to have some metal in it. Yeah. That's where I think yeah. I, I would wager that the the metal cubes would look really good in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to kind of add a little, you know, stainless steel look to the uh to the board but other than that yeah i think the components are great mm -hmm. so we can all agree that the artwork and components are great the theme is you know not too bad um <laughs> it works it works it works for a euro uh it works really well um so it, what it comes down to now is whether or not we recommend this game and if we do recommend this game who do we recommend it for so let's go with you norm let's let's see what you what your thoughts are here Okay, well, obviously, Euro. If you're if you're not a Euro player, then you're. I mean, not that you'll be frustrated with this game, but it will be one of those games you're like, meh, right? Yeah. Um, it hurts your brain. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's there's so many decision paths in this game. So if you like a game where you have the ability to um, have a lot of uh, foresight you know you could you could see for miles in regards to what's available to you but you have to try and pick and choose your way through and negotiate while other people are at the table doing the same thing you don't want to 
yeah I, like i th- i think it's i think it, everything to me clicks it works and um the if there was a downside to it uh i would say the downside is that like any game in regards to being efficient it's not enough turns yeah. <laughs> right and i think that 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 angst of it's like if i had one more turn Right. just says that it ended at the right time because in your head i got to you know you're like oh i just i, I should have turned left when i turned right you know that those kind of decisions yeah um the the and your ability to have your departments and your configuration and your your little map right because like i'd mentioned before um the movement is so important like if you don't have enough <laughs> movement you're not sending your workers to where they need to get to, right. or it's like, I have five workers, but only three can move at a time. Yeah. Right. Well, why do you have five? Right. So there's just this whole, that's not efficient. Right. So if you like that, that idea of, of <laughs> being basically seeing something somebody else can't see and being efficient at it, this is a game for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think, Anna Marie? Um, I really like this game, so I definitely do uh, do recommend it. I am uh, let's just I'm terrible at it. I have uh, I have not won a game yet. I well, have come in I, full disclosure, but I have come in dead last in every game I've played. Also, <laughs> or I guess I have won technically. You have won yeah. two player game. Yes, um, not even by much. But it you, was ninety nine to ninety one, right? That last time, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um. I did get I have been getting better every time we've played. I've been learning more. And so yeah. it is definitely a game that warrants multiple plays. It's yeah. not gonna be one that you're like, oh, come over and play Carnegie, and then you'll never play it again. Like you want to actually play this game multiple times mm-hmm. because I think you finish the game, you'd be left wanting in like wanting to try something else, mm-hmm. wanting to try a different strategy, or like, yeah. how did they do that? How did they do that? And then Especially I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. Discover that you've made uh, like a severe misstep. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, there goes my whole game. Like you'll, you'll learn from that and be like, okay, next time I'll, you know, I probably add yeah. points to my game because of that. Yeah. And you hit it when you said um, warrants multiple plays because there's so many different department tiles yeah. that you don't know what's going to, what's oh. going to be the key. Like sometimes you you get this little two department system side by side and you're like oh i'm riding this the whole game yeah. i'm pushing this button every time right yeah. so yeah so i think you hit it is just like once you know everything that's there or the potential that could be there then you're like ooh yeah. like you know i'm getting myself set up cuz that tile should be coming out soon right, right. And I want to try it and I want to try to figure out like, why was I stalled so much in this place? Right. Like what, how can I make that better? How can I, how were you running away with this? It just seems to like, how did you have such a good money engine? How did you have such a good cube engine? Yeah. What did you do? You know? So like, I really like, um, I, I under, I grasp it and I get it and I enjoy it. And I want to, uh, it just makes me want to come back to play yeah. it again to, to figure all this out. So, um, it's definitely not for people who only enjoy light games because there is a lot of thinking, um, and a lot when you're learning this game, it's a lot to, to kind of take in. Um, but again, once you know the, 
like the the four actions and what yeah. you're actually doing, then it's the concept is simple, right? Again, yeah. the gameplay is but, is simple, oh, it's but it's the decisions that are hard and it's the yeah, the options and like what do I do? Um, but but yeah, I think um they've got on here 12 plus. My gosh, trying to think of a 12-year-old <laughs> wrapping their brain around this, like maybe 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 a 12 year old european kid (laughs) (laughs) and you know like maybe i'm not saying they couldn't but i think it would it would be a lot of plays maybe and just and there's a lot of depth there's a lot of depth in this one so that might be a little bit young but um but you know kids are smart too so Mm -hmm. you know maybe they would slay me at it because they're just having fun and like not worrying about it so much right so but um, but yeah, I that's kind of what I say. I think yeah. it's how about you? I agree with you. Uh, for me, like not being a tremendously big Euro gamer, um, I didn't expect much of myself in this one. <laughs> and I'm glad you played it with me. <laughs> You're like, no, okay, well, play. because yeah, sounds good. What it comes down to is I usually <laughs> just don't get it good enough. That I can ever really do good enough, you know, like I'm just usually behind on like how the combos work together and how like when to do this versus that. Like I usually mess that stuff up all the time and just, you know, suffer for it. But this one um, is one euro that's really clicked for me you were totally yeah. clicking with this yeah game. <laughs> where i because I, usually i can't see more than a step or two ahead but in this one i started to see two three four steps ahead where i could kind of predict what i need to do and that usually doesn't happen for oh, me i'll take my 11 bucks on this one yeah and my it usually doesn't happen so yeah. for me that's a that's really a good sign of this game that it yeah. was clear like it was confusing all, as all get out to begin with for me in particular yeah. But once it clicked for me, I was like, oh, okay. And I really started to understand. And then, uh, you, yeah, I could start to see into the future, which is just never a thing for me. And, um, yeah, it started to work. I haven't, yeah, I only won the one game. But, uh, like, I can see myself, <laughs> you know, being somewhat competitive at this, even against the, our crew here of, like, some pretty heavy Euro yeah. gaming mm-hmm. people here. That I think I could get, you know, still stay fairly competitive in this. And uh, so that's that's a big thing for me. So I really did enjoy it for that reason. Just like Lisboa connected for me for some reason. And I'm usually horrible <laughs> at all the uh, Lacerda games. Yeah, uh, Lisboa can, clicked kind of like this one did. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it. Uh, yeah, I'll give it the thumbs up. I really did like it um, much more than I anticipated. And uh, I liked it at two and I liked it at four. Yeah, I think too. I do. I prefer it. No, I don't know if I prefer it one way or the other. They're both very different just because of yeah. time. Yeah. Because um, the four players, just four different brains thinking of four different things. It, it took a little bit longer. But when it was just the two of us having our kind of back and forth, it, it was kind of nice. So I think it scaled really well. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. So I would recommend it, but like you said, I'd recommend it for only people that really like this type of game. I wouldn't just say pick this one off the shelf if you're, yeah. you know, if you yeah. are not uh, super into games, especially, you know, like, you know, there's, there's easier things out there to play. Yeah. Um, they say 90 to 120 minutes. I'd say that's about accurate. I'd say that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's a, bit, uh, it's a bit lengthy, but it's good. Yeah. So I get, I, I, I like it. I'd recommend it for people that love euros. Um, and that's pretty much where I would stay with it. 
but even for guys like me that are you know kind of omni gamers like kind of everything this one's a good one if you're if you're not a super uh, euro person uh this one works for me so yeah i think that about wraps it up unless you have something there more about carnegie norm no no i'm uh as as was identified before um i jumped on this one because he's my favorite designer and all expectations were fully fulfilled perfect that's a great way to finish that off um so that being said i think we're gonna call that an episode so norm why don't you tell them all again where they can find you and what you're up to and all those things I uh, well, I like to uh, um, blather on and on on a podcast called Cardboard Conjecture, where uh, um, uh, the, my favorite tagline is uh, opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just sort of like, I oh, have my two cents worth. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, on all the any kind of pod uh, casting, uh, you know, aggregate delivery platform, what it's it's i think it's all over the place <laughs> and if and if not well let me know and i'll uh, i'll uh hook it up to whatever podcast provider you got going on but uh and on twitter at bc board gamers and uh bc board gamers is uh kind of connected to saskatoon known as bridge city uh saskatoon and so yeah bridge city board gamers out here in saskatoon yeah awesome yeah, and um, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube the Meeple Dungeon, and our podcast right here where you found us to. on all the major <laughs> podcasting sites. So, I think that's it for yeah. this week. And Thanks, we're Norm, run. again for coming on. Oh, thank You're you so much. Day. This is awesome. Yeah, this yeah. has been just a pleasure, and we hope to have you back soon. Oh, and, for sure. Um, yeah. Thanks again for this beautiful game. It's oh, so my lovely. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's it for this week. So we will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.